listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins for Tuesday, January 24th. I'm Portia Cook, your news director. And I'm Kira McKinley, your assistant news director. And we are the voices behind the Rocky Mountain Review News broadcast that airs every Tuesday and Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We here at the Rocky Mountain Review strive to give you the most up-to-date, unbiased, and factual news. If you receive SNAP benefits, you can expect some major changes coming in March. Find out what these changes are and more with me in local news. Later in the show, stay tuned for more news, including tips on how Portia and I cope with transitioning back into the semester after winter break. And with that, let's move right into local news. In local news, those receiving SNAP benefits should expect a big change come March 2023. During the COVID-19 pandemic, U.S. Congress authorized emergency funds to help meet the needs of those facing food insecurity. Now the emergency allotments will end next week in March. The reduction in benefits will significantly impact SNAP receiving families, and because of this, Larimer County says you can do these things to help reduce the impact. According to Larimer County, you can roll over EBT benefits to the next month. This may help, quote, cushion the impact of the reduction of benefits. Additionally, you can stock up on non-perishable items now while you still have access to the additional benefits. The county says you can also stretch food ingredients and plan to use them in more than one meal, freeze your produce to make fruits and vegetables last longer, and look at the unit prices to compare similar products at the grocery store to help determine the better buy. If you or someone you know needs help with food resources, you can visit foodpantries.org st Colorado to find the closest food pantry to you. SNAP participants can also call the Larimer County Human Services Office at 970-498-6300 for questions about their benefits. In other news, for the first time since 2020, Fort Collins is hosting its annual State of the City Address in person. Fort Collins Mayor Jenny Arndt and City Manager Kelly DiMartino will host the first in-person State of the City on Tuesday, January 31st at the Lincoln Center. The event will kick off in the West Ballroom at 5.30 p.m. with a presentation beginning at 6 o'clock p.m. followed by a reception. According to the City of Fort Collins, the annual event is an opportunity to reflect on the events and accomplishments of 2020 and look at what's to take place in Fort Collins in the future. If you are looking to attend the the in-person event, it is recommended you RSVP by January 27th at www.fcgov.com slash state of the city. If you cannot attend the event in person, the presentation will be live streamed on the City of Fort Collins YouTube page. Access to that YouTube page can also be found by visiting www.fcgov.com slash state of the city. Looking to our neighboring city, Loveland, Loveland police are asking for the public's help with any information that will lead to the arrest of the suspect or suspects in a shooting that left one man dead and a teen injured. The shooting occurred at the Brookstone apartment complex located at 2500 East 1st Street shortly after 10.15 p.m. on Friday, January 20th. According to a city press release upon arrival, police found an 18-year-old man deceased in the parking lot and a 16-year-old boy suffering from a gunshot wound. The surviving victim was transported to an area hospital where he remains in stable condition. As of Monday night, police are still looking for the suspect or suspects and the vehicle involved in the shooting. The vehicle in question is described as a 2009 to 2014 white Dodge Ram pickup with a black bed liner. 
Anyone with information regarding this crime can contact the Loveland Police Tip 9 at 970-962-2032 or Crime Stoppers at 970-221-6868. In other local news, if you're like any Fort Collins resident, you've probably wondered what business is taking over the place of the former JCPenney site. Well, we finally have an answer. Murdoch's Farm and Ranch will take the place of the long-vacated home of J.C. Penney, located in Midtown Fort Collins. The Montana-based Farm and Ranch Supply Store tentatively plans to open on February 21st, with a grand opening scheduled for March 24th through the 26th. The grand opening will include food trucks, gift card giveaways, vendors, and more. After filing for bankruptcy in 2020, J.C. Penney left the Fort Collins market, leaving the building vacant for the last two years. Now, renovations to the building include updated finishings, new checkout stands, dressing rooms, jean cubbies, storage areas, a new sales yard, and a covered entry canopy. If you have never shopped at a Mardex before, you can expect to find men, women, and children's clothing, sporting goods, lawn and garden supplies, toys, home goods, gifts, and of course, farm and ranch supplies. Contributions to this story came from the Coloradoan. I'm Portia Cook, and that's all for your local news. Up next, find out which Latin artist is breaking the record for the most monthly listeners on Spotify. This and more in music events and entertainment news with me after the break. Hi, my name is Todd Honors Johnson with Fan Salem, and you're listening to 90.5 CCSU Fort Collins. Music news, the Armstrong Hotel Fort Collins' oldest and only independent hotel says many of their guests make the trip to Fort Collins for one reason, the killer music scene. We here at KCSU couldn't agree more. Fort Collins is one of the best cities in the state of Colorado for live music. So where can you catch some of these live tunes? Well, the Armstrong Hotel says some of their favorite music venues are the following. Coming in in the number five spots is Washington's. Washington's is a 900-person capacity venue focused on bringing exceptional contemporary music to the region. In the number four spot is the Downtown Artery. This off-the-beaten-path venue is in the Downtown Fort Collins Artery and offers a simple, stylish cafe, bar, art, and studio gallery, as well as a gift shop. In the number three spot is the Aggie Theater. The good old Aggie is a historic and century-old music hall, drawing some major music players each year and has a full bar. In the number two spot is the Magic Rat. This is a unique and intimate little music venue located inside the Elizabeth Hotel. And taking the number one spot is Ace Gillette's. This swanky 1920s jazz bar is one of Fort Collins' only underground jazz bars, offering eclectic small plates and mains, cocktails, and live jazz music. In other music news, move over Bad Bunny, there's another Latin artist racking up listeners on the Spotify charts. 
Shakira is making history on Spotify in more than one way by breaking the record for the most listened to Latin artists. Shakira is also the first woman-identifying artist to earn that spot. As of January 23rd, Shakira had over 68.8 million monthly listeners, surpassing Bad Bunny, who previously held the title with 68 million listeners. With her newfound title, Shakira took to Twitter to say, quote, I feel humbled and grateful, though I'm only one among millions of women out there who have so much to say and offer. Women of all races, ages, and conditions, thank you for your loyalty and support, end quote. Shakira's rise in listeners comes after the release of her latest hit, a diss track titled BSRP Music Session Number 53, which soared to the top of the Billboard charts. This song also broke the record for the most watched new Latin song in history on YouTube with 82 million views in 24 hours. In the diss track, Shakira ridicules her former partner and his new relationship, saying in Spanish, I was out of your league, which is why you're with someone just like you. You can hear the rest of Shakira's new song on Spotify and all other music streaming platforms. In events news, if you want to step out this evening, you can test your vocal or video game skills at the Lyric for its weekly karaoke club or Lyric Battle League. Karaoke, excuse me, karaoke club kicks off at 7 o'clock p.m. in the lobby. The Lyric Battle League, a weekly video game tournament, also kicks off at 7 o'clock p.m. in the Tiki Theater. Additional information on both events can be found at thelyriccinema.com. Looking for more things to do, you can find the most up-to-date events on the KCSU calendar at kcsufm.com. Next, find out what Kira and I are doing to successfully transition into the semester after winter break. All right, Kira, we are in our second week of the semester. How you doing? Um, so far, I mean, I'm doing really good. I'm very hopeful. Um, honestly, last semester was just really hard for me. Um, definitely transitioning out of online classes too last year was kind of fully in person and that was hard um a big thing for me which i know we kind of talked about a little Mm -hmm. is just like having a schedule yeah but of course like i naturally don't want to have a schedule but i love schedule like they're good for me you know and like um i feel like a lot of people are like that like they're hard to form but once you get them i think they're really beneficial especially when it comes to school in the beginning of the semester i definitely agree i recognize within myself if i am not organized and i do not have a schedule and i'm just thinking off the top of my head it really creates a life of chaos for me. Do you have any type of scheduler that you use, whether it be written or online? Yeah, I, so personally, I really struggle with writing things down, although it is, it is good. Like last year I was doing like, although everything, especially here at CSU, like we have Canvas and everything, like all the due dates are on there. I really do like, um, when I can get in the habit of writing all my assignments down, that's really helpful. When it comes to like a day-to-day schedule, um, not so much. I just have to like, stay consistent. I really like, I know we're talking about like taking personal time too. I think it's really beneficial for me personally to take personal time in the morning before my classes start. And like that can look like reading or watching a television show or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So outside of the schedules, absolutely. Um, Moving on to that personal time, that's something that I feel I really truly need in order to be a successful student and just a successful human in general (laughs) during the semester. And for me, what that really looks like is, you know, personal time just for me. What is it that I enjoy outside of the semester, outside of school, whether it be going on a walk or hitting horse tooth for 
a hike, um, going to the spa. I love going to get facials and stuff. So making sure that I slow down enough to remember what it is that I enjoy and then actually doing those things. Um, It's a little bit different for me too because I am a mom. So that personal time also involves like getting that one-on-one time with my children and other people that I love. So my friends and my family, and it can be a really, really hard balance sometimes, but I think being mindful and making sure that we're slowing down and being present and gauging how we feel and what we need and then acting upon it. Cause I can yeah. say all day, especially at the start of the semester, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm not sleeping as much anymore. Okay. Well, what are you going to do about it? I won't yeah. do anything. I won't like do anything about like, it. Like <laughs> you can talk all you want, but the way you live and the actions, like that's what actually matters. And that's hard. Like it's easy to say, you can say things, implementing them is a whole different story. And you know, um, a little while past and last semester, I was fortunate enough to be able to talk to a psychologist here in Fort Collins. We did a feature with her um, about burnout and stuff. And you will get burnt out if you do not take that personal time. And one of the things that I struggle with is I just, I'm so passionate. I love the things I do. So then I don't take personal time. That's all I do. But like, you can love things, but you need to take that personal time. And when we were talking to the psychologist, one of her suggestions was going outdoors, you know, being outside, she said, um, like vitamin D's effect on your brain chemically Definitely. has some of the same effects as antidepressants, some antidepressants, keyword, but being outdoors and especially in Colorado, like we're so fortunate to it's have over 300 place. days of sunshine. Like I know for me, that's a big thing. I know you were talking about going on a walk later. Yeah, like, I mean, I actually had to stop earlier before the show. I recognized I was going from the studio here at KCSU to class to the studio, to class, just back and forth running all day. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. My eyes even got a little bit watery. This is a lot today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's okay when it becomes a lot for us. And I recognized I just need a moment to hang out. So I went outside and I turned towards the sun, closed my eyes for a little bit. I said, even if I'm a few minutes late to class, I'm going to soak up some sun and just breathe for a moment. And it's those moments of (laughs) mindfulness that are so good. And like, you're never going to be able, like, you're never not going to have stress or struggles in life, but it's like how you deal with them and manage them. Like you can manage how you deal with it. You can't manage what comes at you, you know, and like taking those moments, like you said, like that's so helpful. And especially now, like while school is a little less, hopefully on people's plates, building those habits. So when it does get to be more, that's crucial, I'd say. Absolutely. I completely agree. Another one of those healthy habits that I try to stick with, and this is something that I found that I'll start to, like once a semester's in the swing of things, I'll start to minimize my exercise habits. Those are the, one of the, mm-hmm. the first thing, things to go. I stop eating right. I stop sleeping and I stop exercising. Like the three main things that you need to be successful and thrive, I stop doing. So exercising is another big one for me. And it doesn't mean going to the gym and lifting weights for an hour or two. It can be anything. Even if you just go outside and walk for 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm moving your body because exercise is more than like a let's say physical effect um i feel like we have this like connotation about it in our society where it's just like oh you're just exercising to lose weight or do this but exercise is so much more than that it's a necessity for your body like yes physically you need that but also mentally like mentally it's like that i don't think people focus on enough but it can be so beneficial when it comes to anxiety and depression and things like that especially in school it's a really good management technique very much support that I absolutely agree with you. Now, sleeping habits, that's another big one for me. Like I mentioned, sleeping, eating, and exercise. 
how do you get enough sleep during the semester? Or do you? (laughs) I mean, this is good. And like, kind of as I mentioned to you a while ago, like I read this study, I think it's from the New York Times. um, And it was saying how like inconsistent sleeping habits is just as bad as not getting enough sleep, which is something that was my thing. Like I would have days, especially last semester, our I was working till like 2 a.m. And then I would have days where I would be able to go to bed at 9 and like on and off, you know. So like I was getting sleep, but it was really inconsistent sleep. And that really affected me. And that was like something I was struggling with because I was like, okay, I don't want to get like more sleep. I want to have the right balance. But the right balance was not in the amount. It was in like when and the consistency. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to lie. This is something that I'm all of this is something that I'm still working on and trying to figure out. And I'm trying to find a balance with all this. It can be really, really hard being students, working um, being parents, if you're parents, balancing your personal life, your friendships, relationships, but I don't know how to <laughs> get enough sleep, let alone mm-hmm. get enough consistent sleep. So it's yeah, definitely I don't know something how you do I'm all. trying to figure out. If anybody has any suggestions out there, definitely text us <laughs> and let us know um, here in the studio um, on what you do to get enough sleep and get that good consistent sleep so that you're being a productive human. Okay, guys. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, but then Portia and I will be back talking about more tips of what to do. If you're just tuning in, you are hearing a discussion with Kira and I on some tips and tricks that we do in our daily lives to successfully transition back from break into the semester, Um, whether it be mental health, personal time, exercise, um, eating habits, schedule building organization. Text us in at 970-538-5278 to let us know what you do to stay healthy during the semester. It can be a lot. So, Kira. What does your day-to-day look like? It's a really good question. Like, ideally, and what I'm trying to form now is to wake up in the morning around, like, 6.45 a.m. It's nice this semester. It's a lot more convenient because my classes are, like, from 9, 9.30-ish to, like, 4-ish, 5-ish, you know? And that's, like, about my day. So, like, a standard work day, which is really convenient. But I want to get up in the morning, you know, get ready, have some reading time, downtime, eat an actual breakfast, eating habits, which I'm sure we'll get into, um very important. And then I go to school and, um, yeah, just have classes. I do like some school, some work, then I get done and I'm trying to go back to the gym. I know we were mentioning how like exercise is so important. It's a hard thing to keep up with, but it's, it's vital. Um, it is. Have you been to the CSU gym, the gym on campus? Um, I did a little bit when I first transferred here. I luckily enough, I do have an, a, a gym in my apartment, so that's oh, nice. really helpful, but I do like the CSU gym. It is a very nice one. What about you? I'm going to have to check it out. I have not been to the CSU gym. I actually go, um, 
to a couple of different gyms through the city of Fort Collins. So um, you get a little membership. It's mm-hmm. super economically priced, but it gives you access to the Foothills Fashion Mall Gym, um, the Lincoln, or not, not the Lincoln Center, uh, the Northside Aslan Center, and then the Senior Center, which is really, really nice. So they're all on different parts of town um, and gives you the flexibility to be able, be able to hit whichever gym you want to. Um, but again, that, like I mentioned, that's something that I struggle with. I just, Same. once the semester starts, I get so honed in on like my coursework and doing yeah. so well in school that everything else goes out the window so I'm struggling (laughs) like I'm trying to wrap up my day by like journaling too which I feel like is hard for us because like we write all the time we're both journalism majors you know so then I'm like oh I don't want to write but like writing is so good for you and when you have all those thoughts that are like overwhelming like putting them on paper like I feel like makes them more doable and organizing them like in your brain you know so like I feel like that's good too but like besides that that's my day what does your day usually look like oh man my day is a little bit all over the place so I usually wake up around six o'clock a.m. One of the first things I'm trying to be a lot more mindful about what I do in the morning and a lot more intentional. So I do not look at my phone um, and more specifically like social media because there was a point in time where I was like, oh, I'm going right. I noticed I'm going right onto Instagram or, you know, whatever to check out what's going on. So I don't look at that at all. I don't read any news. Um, I usually just lay there for a few moments and just visualize my day. Um, And I started um, just giving thanks for waking up and getting the opportunity to go strong another day. Um, I have two children. I have a 10-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy. So uh, my mornings are pretty wild getting them ready and up and dressed and breakfast and out the door. I drop them off of school and then it is off to campus. And I'm back and forth on campus between here in the studio at KCSU for work and classes and then home to do mom stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a busy day. Again, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it all. It is a busy day. So by the time I'm done with everything, kids are down and asleep. Um, Homework and everything is done. It's usually about 2 a.m. for me. So it's a very, very, very long day. (laughs) But we got this. One thing I will say about that, um, people ask me, how do you do it? We have reserves of strength within that can help get us through anything. I promise you that if there's anything I've learned in my 32 years of life, it's there. You just got to dig in and find them. Um, we, we are a lot more resilient and have a lot more grit and energy than we think we do. But that is not to say that it is okay for us to break down sometimes, because let me tell you, do I break down? Absolutely. Do I fall? Absolutely. Do I cry? Absolutely. Do I become overwhelmed? 100%. I absolutely do. And that's okay because we're human and that's what we're, it's just, it is what it is. So just offering yourself that grace and that patience and kindness and understanding, just like you would offer anybody else, um, making sure to offer that Mm -hmm. to yourself and knowing that it's okay. Just go out there and do the best that you can do every day. And whatever you are able to produce is whatever you are able to produce. Call it good. Yeah. And I think that's kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier. Like, it's just like that stuff is going to happen in life. Like it's the acceptance that it will and that's okay. And it's the management of like, okay, where do we go after this? You know, but like, I totally agree with you. Like, it's okay to feel those feelings. Like the more you push that stuff down and avoid it. 
it's Absolutely. just like the burnt out and all that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And another thing that you brought up today that was that's something that I need a reminder of occasionally is don't look at what anybody else is doing. Uh, you brought up something really cool because you said you were a swimmer. So you're taught as a oh, swimmer yeah, to yeah. not look at another swimmer because it can mess up your stride. It can mess up your speed. Everything in swimming is down to seconds. Absolutely. Like, And that's why if you change your like body alignment, even by the slightest bit, um, you're cutting off seconds and it can literally, yeah, throw a race for you. So in our lives, same thing. Focus, look straight ahead on the path and the goals that you have. And don't worry about what anybody else is doing. So thank you for that reminder today. I did need that because I, I, yeah. I am a little bit hard on myself. I know. It was, yeah, I was telling you that. It's funny. I still think about this picture. My mom showed me this when I was younger. And um, it was this guy who was swimming with Michael Phelps and they were tied. But the difference is, is Michael Phelps was looking forward and the guy was looking at Michael Phelps. Guess who won the race? Michael Phelps. And that's sure who you Phelps remember. Did. You know, so yeah. like it's definitely a very good, um, good motivator. I kind of forgot about that one for a long time. So like yeah, glad, we, glad we brought that up. That was a good one. But kind of going back to like tips, I guess, on that, like one of the big things that I struggle with, especially like kind of being out of the house for the first time, like both my parents are really good cooks and like healthy eating is really important so like I love them but I never really knew like how to cook on my own because they were both so good at it you know so like and that's a hard thing when it's overwhelming and you're burnt out and then cooking those healthy meals is hard so I was gonna say like what are your go-to like nourishing like fuel based (laughs) meals well I'm a mama so I am constantly cooking I do I really try to um cook all of our meals, breakfast, lunch, dinners, and make super yummy, healthy snacks for myself and my babies. Um, But what I've been on, especially since the semester has started, is um, like oven-made meals. So Mm. I'll take some chicken thighs or even like the baby Cornish hens and I'll oil them up really good with olive oil, season them really good, cut up potatoes, onions, um, carrots, any other vegetables that you like. I did, um, I don't remember what they were, asparagus last night oil those all up really good, season them, and then I just throw them in the oven. And it's a really nice, delicious meal. of Easy and good. Yeah, easy, good. You know, just throw a bunch of stuff together. Um, My air fryer is a Mm. (laughs) lifesaver. I air fry a lot of things. Um, Stir fries are really, really super and easy. But you're probably not the only one that might not know their way around a kitchen too much. So there's YouTube it. Google a recipe. Pinterest. Yeah, absolutely. Use Pinterest. Go to YouTube. There's so many different tutorials on there on how to cook a meal. Um... I'll come over and help you cook. Yeah, <laughs> I, love to cook. I feel like I feel like I'm a lot better now. Like I kind of got to figure out, but like especially like last year when I was first living on my own, like that was a little like, oh, how do I do like chicken or things like like I knew basic things. Like it wasn't helpless, but Look like it, it was up. more like that thing. You my know? biggest advice to you in the kitchen is don't be scared. There's no mm-hmm. wrong way to do it unless you just completely like burn it. <laughs> but you can make cooking your own. It's like artwork, a painting. Like, is there a perfect way to draw, make a painting or paint a painting or That's draw? No, point. there's not. You f- style it, flavor it however you want to. Go in there, be excited about it, experiment, and you're good. Yeah. As long as you enjoy it. That's all that matters. I was going to say, like, one of my favorite meals that, like, I suggest to students, because we usually don't have a lot of money. You know, usually <laughs> you're usually working on a budget. And you kind of mentioned, too, stir fry. Stir fry is so good. So, so good. nourishing. Protein, rice, and just literally get frozen vegetables, minute rice, or like I usually do frozen chicken or tofu. That's what I'm like, saying. If you don't eat meat, it. throw some tofu in there. 
yeah. um, some teriyaki sauce, some stir so fry easy. sauce. Super so easy. easy. Um, they have these at King Supers. I'm a big King Super shopper. They have these um, bags, super cheap bags of stir fry vegetables that are already yep. cut up mm-hmm. and everything for That's you. That's what I get. The sauce even comes in it. Throw that bad boy in a pan. Throw whatever protein in there. Call it a day. Super easy. Mm-hmm. You can't go. You can't. You can't do wrong with that. I will say this with the stir fry though. I'll put you guys on some sauce you need to get. It's like it's an investment. <laughs> it's at Whole Foods, but it's a non-soy sauce from there, and it's in this like blue bottle. Best stir fry sauce I've ever had. It's amazing. But yeah, with that, I mean, food's a big part of it. I want to talk like to like, especially being in Fort Collins. Like we've mentioned, you know how getting outdoor, getting outside time is so important. Getting that physical activity is so important. Yes. But, like, what are the places you go to in Fort Collins? Because, like, we're so lucky to be this, like, easily accessible to outdoors. Like, what do you do? What's your go-to spot? We really do. It's that, And that is why I'm still here 32, 32 years later because I'm like, oh, it's just so pretty. Like, I have the grass and the trees and the mountains. Um, I know other places have that, but still, <laughs> it's not like here. <laughs> um, but I'm all, I'm constantly going up to Horse Tooth. There's a bunch of cool little spots up there that I go to, but I love going up to Poudre Canyon. Um, I have found so many little just cool stop-off little spots that are secluded, that are right by the water, um, where I can go and just kick back with my kids and just take a moment. But if there's somewhere that I need to go that's just real quick... Oftentimes, I'll head to City Park, or we have a lot of little natural areas right around here. If you just Google natural areas or trails in Fort Collins, you're surprised how many pop up on the map that are right around us. So I'll go hit a quick walk. Um, City Park, there's a lot of open space and grass where I can post up by a tree and just hang out for a second or even walk around the lake. Um, Yeah, so for me, that's really about it. If I'm not in the mountains, then I'll just find a little trail uh, here in town. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I, that's something I struggle with here. Like, um, I came from like down south more in Colorado. So I know a lot of like hiking and places up there, but I was like, oh, I don't know much here. And I'm definitely still learning a lot of it. But one of my favorite places is, yeah, City Park. I told you I'm a big reader too. So yep. that's my favorite place. I love going there to read. <laughs> and it's just, it's very aesthetic um, and it's nice. I definitely really love it. For sure. And on campus, one place that I want to try to go a little bit more is the Oval. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. And it's right here on campus. So um, definitely once it gets a little bit warmer, I'm going to take myself to the Oval. You know me. I'm not too big on being outside when it's cold. You, on the other hand, yeah, I terrible love- <laughs> hike in like a foot of snow and yeah. ice. <laughs> I, but okay, here's the thing, though. Opposite two sides of the story, I can't do like above 85 degrees. So See, I'm out there all day in that sun. I would yeah. love it. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just fry it. I'm miserable. I like the cold. <laughs> but, you're going yeah. to have to get me out there on one of those cold hikes. I promised Kira I'd go with her. Try it out. Yeah, eventually, right? Eventually. <laughs> but man, yeah, again, if you guys have any tips and suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Please text in to 970-538-5278. But that's kind of the wrap up of yeah, Portion absolutely. Eyes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it here and leave you with a note. Remember, you are doing the best you can and don't... F- be afraid to ask for help. If you need to take a moment, if you need some guidance, if you need some help, there's a lot of different resources here on campus, um, whether it be your um, professors, y- your peers, um, advisors. That's, that's the word I was looking for. Don't be afraid to reach out. There's somebody here that can help you and provide you some more guidance. All right. Um, If you are just tuning in, you are hearing some tips on how Kira and I are successfully transitioning back into the semester from winter break. Up next, you can learn how climate change is affecting the logging industry. More on this in Environmental News with Kira McKinley after the break. 
it's DJ Honeybee here to bring you a variety of music from all over the world every Friday from 1 to 3 p.m. Environmental news? Warmer temperatures are making logging conditions harder in Vermont, according to NPR. Loggers are not able to operate equipment at times because the temperatures in the area are rising above freezing, and they are not able to operate the equipment without damaging the soil, according to Henry Eep, a reporter for an NPR station in Vermont. According to the Vermont government website, the state's annual average temperatures has increased by about 2 degrees Fahrenheit since 1990. Their website says warmer winters and wetter summers already limit activity, active forest management by shortening the amount by shortening the time frames that forest operations can take place. These negative climate impacts are projected to strengthen in the future, potentially leading to negative effects in in rural economic forest product market, and management for forest health and climate health, end quote. These warmer temperatures are affecting the logger season and what trees are growing in the area, which will affect the surrounding community and others they support. In other environmental news, dolphins are now cruising along the Bronx River in New York for the first time in five years. According to CNN, the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation wrote, quote, This is great news. It shows that decades-long effort to restore the rivers as a healthy habitat is working. We believe these dolphins naturally found their way to the river in search of fish, end quote. The river was greatly polluted in the 19th and 20th century, especially by the industrial waste fertilizers, which contained nitrogen and phosphorus. The river was also polluted with PSBs and oil. The pollutants have greatly affected wildlife that are native to the area, like oysters and fish. But in this process of being restored, according to the American Museum of Natural History and the return of wildlife like dolphins is very promising. In light of extreme weather in California, President Biden called a press conference, called for a press conference, and he said, quote, if anyone doubts that climate change is happening, they must have been asleep for the past couple of years, end quote. California has been experiencing droughts and is currently experiencing mega floods. The EPA has said that due to climate change, California will likely experience, quote, a decrease in water supply, increase the risk of wildfires, and threaten coastal development and ecosystems, end quote. Okay, so to wrap up environmental news, here's a piece of good environmental news for you today. A butterfly that was once believed to have been extinct is now off the endangered species list. The butterfly is known as the Fender's Blue Butterfly. It was thought to be extinct in 1935 and was refound in 1988 and, as of a couple days ago, is now off the endangered species list, according to CNN. I'm Kira McKinley, and that is all for your environmental news. Up next, hear about recent violence in the United States. This and more national news with me after the break. 
KCSU programming is supported by Fort Collins Concert Venue 830 North, featuring live music, bowling, and arcade. Tickets, concert calendar, and bowling reservations are available at 830NorthFortCollins.com or by searching 830North. In national news, over the past couple days, America has seen an increase in its already high amounts of gun violence. One of the recent shootings took place yesterday in San Mateo, California, that resulted in the death of seven and the critical injury of one. The shooting took place at two Magic Mushroom Farm locations. Police arrived at the first scene to find four deceased and one injured. At the second scene, they found three victims deceased. The shooter at this point in time seems to have been a former employee, and all those who have been deceased were also employees of the Magic Mushroom Farms. The shooter did turn himself in and is currently in custody. Information from this story comes from CBS. A shooting took place at a school in Des Moines, Iowa, yesterday. CNN has said, quote, A man was arrested and charged with murder after a shooting at an educational program for at-risk youth, which left two students dead and the program's founder seriously injured. Authorities said this in a press release, end quote. Another shooting took place at Monterey Park in a city east of Los Angeles over the weekend. Ten were injured and ten others were killed in this shooting. The shooter was found 30 miles from the scene dead due to a self-inflicted gun wound. At this moment in time, there is no motive. The suspect opened fire in the Star Dance studio and then went to a second dance location a few miles away, but was disarmed by two bystanders. Authorities have not found any motives. Information from this story comes from NPR. On Sunday night, 12 people were shot at a Baton Rouge nightclub in Louisiana. Authorities believe that this was a targeted attack and others just happened to be in the crossfire. Officers were not too far from the club when the shooting started, and once they heard the shots, they rushed to the scene and administered emergency aid until medical help arrived, according to NPR. Police do not have any suspects or suspect at this time and ask anyone with information to come forward so they can help prevent more violence like this from happening. Information from this story comes from NPR. On January 6, a six-year-old shot his teacher at Rickneck Elementary School in Virginia. The teacher, 25-year-old Abby Zener, was released from the hospital this week after the bolt. After the bullet, the young boy fired passed through her hand and into her chest. New information has come out that the gun the boy used was legally owned that his mother kept on the top shelf of her closet, and it was secured by a trigger lock. At this point in time, it is still unknown as to how the boy was able to access the firearm. Information from this story comes from CNN. Solomon Pina a previously up-and-coming politician in the state of New Mexico has recently been taken into custody for orchestrating a drive-by shooting that targeted Democratic officials' homes. He will remain in custody until his trial as a judge has determined he was a risk to the surrounding community. Information from this story comes from the Associated Press. And that is all for your national news. Now on to your CSU sports updates with Eliza Drotar. My name is Eliza Drotar. This is your RMR Sports Report. In women's basketball, the team lost to UNLV in Fort Collins 58-63 on January 21st. 
In men's basketball news, the team is now 10 and 11 overall, and they had their most recent game on the 21st as well, a loss to Wyoming by 1.57 to 58. And women's softball news, the team is getting ready to start at the New Mexico State Invitational February 10th, where they'll be facing off against Bradley and New Mexico State multiple times during that weekend. In track and field news, the team will be going to the Colorado Invitational this Friday in Boulder, along with the Mountain Lion Open in Colorado Springs. Women's tennis will be starting off their part of the 2022-2023 season, facing off against University of Denver, MSU Denver, this Saturday. And finally, in women's swimming dive, the team went to the Air Force Invitational and got first and second place in the two-day events. Congratulations, girls. Well done. They will be facing off against Northern Colorado in Greeley on Friday. My name is Eliza Drotar. This has been your RMR Sports Report. Today was mostly cloudy with highs in the mid-30s. Tonight, you can expect continued partly cloudy skies with temperatures dropping to a high of 18 degrees. Tomorrow brings us partly cloudy skies in the morning and light snow flurries throughout the day with a high of 32 degrees. Thursday gives us a bit more sunshine with temperatures jumping up to the mid-30s. And for the rest of this week's weather, you can tune in for the next episode of the Rocky Mountain Review only on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I'm Portia Cook with your KCSU News Weather Report. Information comes from the Weather Channel. And guys, that is all for today. We would like to thank Damian Castile for our amazing theme music that's playing right now. We'd like to thank our guests today as well of all of our staff here at KCSU and the Rocky Mountain Student Media. We couldn't do this without you. And Portia, I'd like to thank you. And I'd like to thank you, Kira. Finally, we couldn't do this without you, dear listener. Thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, you can find the RMR podcast on kcsufm.com under the news or podcast section. You can also find us on Spotify or anywhere else you listen to your podcast by searching KCSU News. And with that, we will see you next time.